the big leagues are a big deal. This is Baseball Central with Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker on the Sportsnet Radio Network. God, five o'clock came early today. I jumped up on you. Shh. That's what happens when you have a flood earpiece here. Yeah. I, I, you know, if you notice when you came in, in the room like two seconds ago and I was laughing, yep. you know, I was laughing. What? I look down at my phone and, and I get this little this little ding that says every time somebody's following me on Instagram, guess yeah. who's following now? Who? You know, <clears throat> tight pants for Cy Young <laughs> started following you. That is great. Hang on. Let me just uh, make a change here. Okay, that's better. Oh, boy. Now I can hear myself. It's Baseball Central with Blair and Barker. Uh, Jays are grown for eight in a row, as we all predicted. Well, some of us predicted. Yeah, half of us in this room did. They're now 76 and 62. 14 wins away from your magic number of 90. Ooh. This is the Jays lineup for today. Steven Matz joins us in a few minutes, by the way. Uh, ahead of game four of this series. The first pitch will be at 7.05. Ben Wagner will have the call of the game. The Jays lineup is at, well, let's give you the Yankees lineup first. It's Gardner, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, Torres at shortstop, Gallo, Sanchez, Wade, and Urshela, and huh. Nestor Cortez on the mound. So between Torres and Gallo here. Yeah, I thought, to- I thought to Torres was, got benched. And well, now he's hitting cleanup? You know. What? What's the, going on? The Yankees, by the way, put uh, Jamison Tyone on the IL today. Oh, with that's a, not good. With a, well, it's an ankle injury, and he's in a walking boot, and Aaron Boone said that he'll probably only need to be in the boot for a day. And it's yeah. he said it's not as serious as it sounds, which makes me think uh, that his career's over. Um, I saw Garrett Cole was, was throwing on flat ground, so it Garrett, seems like he'll be okay. Garrett Cole was throwing on flat ground. There were shots of it, so he'll be fine. Of course, all that, none of that matters right now because the Jays go on to Baltimore. Well, they have to play the Yankees later in the year. Uh, the lineup for the Blue Jays, a little bit of a wrinkle here. Bo Bichette is leading off at shortstop, which makes sense considering there's a left-hander on the mound. I, and the, the, same, the same thing we talked about, you, 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 you try not to interrupt as much as possible what's going on with the lineup. So it's Bichette, yeah. Simeon, Vladdy, Teoscar, Kirk, Guriel, Grichik, Jansen. Yeah, well. Uh, Kevin and, and uh, Kevin Smith. I think he totally did it. <laughs> you know, you, you just have, what did you say? You, you don't want to no, but mess I mean, up the lineup but a I mean, bit. You took your cleanup hitter and put him in the leadoff Yeah, spot. but I'm, no, but I mean, what you did is you've kept, you, you've basically kept uh, with Simeon, Vlad, Teo. Like there's some guess, sort of. Yeah. There's some sort of order. I guess. I, for me, Basically I wouldn't would rock you, the boat. Put somebody else in the leadoff spot. Who really cares? Like, yeah, it's all well. about the two, three, four, five, right? Yeah. Yeah. But against the lefty, I, you know, who would you who who would you put up there? I, who cares? Kirk? Kirk? Why not? Yeah, maybe. He gets on base. Guriel? He, he go the Guriel's on a bit of a roll I right like now. him with guys on base, though. <clears throat> Anyhow, Bichette, Semyon, Vlad, Teoscar, Kirk, Guriel, Grichuk. Danny Jansen, Smith Barrios is on the mound. I just wonder what Bo thought. You know, I'm sure they told him last night that he was going to lead off, but he's probably walking home going, I haven't had a hit. And it gets the well, I hope he's not walking now, home in the and now Bronx. And now you're, I hope he's not oh, walking sure home they are. in the Bronx. Yeah, what? why not? Thinking that, come on. I mean, it's not like they're, they're playing. How far, how, far, <clears throat> how far away is their hotel from Yankee Stadium? 
Long. It's a long way. I, I, so hope, have to, I hope they so, stay in man. So he's, he's sitting in the back of the bus in his own seat, wondering, is my approach going to be tomorrow? <laughs> or do you think he cares? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. But uh, there you go. That is the Blue Jays lineup with Bo Bichette leading off. Semyon, Vladdy, Teoscar, Kirk, Gurriel, Grichik, Jansen, Smith. Smells like Brios is on the mound for the Blue Jays. On the mound for the Blue Jays a couple of days ago and very much having a hand in this this winning streak that the Jays are on is our next guest. He is Stephen Matt. Stephen, thank you so much for joining Kevin and myself. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Look, I got to think that, um, I mean, a team that's won seven games in a row going for its eighth win in a row, uh, you're playing at Yankee Stadium. You know, it's it's almost as if you guys, in addition to getting back into the, or, or not getting back into the wild card race, but in, in addition to making significant moves in the wild card race, you've kind of pulled the Yankees back to the pack. And, and you've, it almost seems as if the Yankees are a team in a bit of a crisis right now. I mean, that clubhouse has got to be rocking at this point in time. Yeah, we're definitely rocking, you know. But uh, yet the other thing is we're not trying to get ahead of ourselves. You know, we got a lot of baseball to play um, down the stretch here. And, uh, you know, just kind of talking to one of our trainers, and he's, it's exciting. But also it's like, hey, we still each individual has got to take care of, of what we need to take care of and, uh, you know, kind of keep focusing on that type of stuff. So. It's exciting, but we're not getting ahead of ourselves either. We know that there's uh, you know a few weeks left in the season, and you know we're going to be playing some important baseball. So, uh, Stephen, you talked about <clears throat> excuse me being a field pitcher. Uh, is, has that something you've always been, uh, or is that something that you just started to learn about yourself? That's something I've always been. You know, even coming up in the minor leagues, it was just for me. It was all about feel, reputation, uh, uh, repetition. Sorry, and uh, just yeah. You know, I wish it could be one of those things where it's like, okay, I need to do that and translate it. But me, I gotta, I gotta feel it. I gotta be out there. Um, you know, it just tends to click in place for me, and then uh, try to build off that. So, not always ideal, but it's just the way it is for me. Uh, it, it seemed as if in your last start against the Yankees, you started to mix in your curve a little more. Is that something? I'm not asking you to give away state secrets here, but it was awfully effective. Uh, is, is it something that, uh, you know, is that, is that you talk about being a field pitcher? Is that something you'll just use based on feel or, or, uh, is this something we may see you run out a little, you know, a few more times at the end of the year, because you did use it at the start of the year and then it, it seems as if it's coming back right now. Yeah, that's, you know, of, of all the pitches, that's the biggest one where, um, feel comes into play. You know, my fastball changeup's kind of always there. Um, you know, but the curveball. You know, I've been working on it with feet and, uh, you know, you don't want to throw your third best pitch, you know, in, in big spots. And so it's starting to get there to where now I'm, I'm feeling good with it. Um, earlier in the year, you know, particularly I just think back to right before I got shut down with, with the COVID stuff in that Boston series, I threw it a ton and a ton, ton of, uh, bunch of strikeouts during it, that game with that. And, you know, if you might get my curveball going to where it was back then, I, you know, with the fastball and change up, uh, I think I'll be in the, uh, Continue to be in a good spot down the stretch here. How was it coming back from COVID? Like how long? How, how long until you really felt like you felt like yourself, or at least felt the way you felt before before getting it? Um, you know, it was kind of a weird scenario because my my first game, you know, physically I felt good. It was just you know missing that time and not being on the mound, especially for me. As I said, as you know, it's <laughs> I got to be out there. I keep mm-hmm. saying this word, but I got to have that feel. Uh, that was the biggest thing. And so it, it took about two starts, but, you know, we got a rain out in Baltimore, um, which made me miss that Tampa series 
So I was able to throw like a simulated game back uh, at my home during the all-star break and then come back and throw another long bullpen. So that kind of helped me out as well. Then after the all-star break, I was back to where I was feeling good again. Uh, Steven, how about the mental side of it? You know, the last seven games have been really good. And and the one thing, you know, you've you mentioned the sinker's been really good. You can throw that where you want to throw it. You, you, the the change-ups feeding off that. You mentioned the breaking ball. But the mental part of it, you, I've started to notice when I watch you, you, you've sort of found your happy place. Is that something you've been working on? Are you, you know, are you excited about that part of the game that can take you to, you know, that next level that you want to go to? Yeah, definitely. I think so. Uh, you know, it, it all comes down to conviction and what you want to do out there. And so, you know, I, I definitely feel like I'm in a good spot mentally. And normally, you know, when you can find that sweet spot and just roll, when you face adversity out there, you can always trust that you're one pitch away, that you can make a pitch. And that's the biggest thing. Steven, it almost seems as if since that, that grand slam by Lourdes Gurriel Jr., that, that this thing has just kept going. And it's almost like one game has run into another, one innings run into another. Have you noticed, it's going to sound silly because the numbers would suggest it's true, but was there that much of a, of, of a turning point there? I think Bo made the point a couple of days later, like he said, we were, we were kind of done, as it was his word. We, we were done at that point. Then we got that grand slam, and it was almost like a reminder of how good we can be as a team. And, I mean, gosh, it's like I said, we're going after eight in a row here. Yeah, I know. And baseball is just as weird as it is. It's just a momentum game sometimes, and so – I think that was kind of the spark plug to kind of keep the momentum going for us. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think back to, like, that August, you know, long road trip that we had, mm-hmm. West Coast, and, you know, we're kind of a few games back, and we're like, man, you know. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, ever since that, that game, it's, it's been awesome. So here we are. We're in the mix. we got, you know, a little over three weeks to go, and, you know, we're, we're in it. And that's all you can ask for. September baseball to be playing meaningful games. So, yeah, is there, is there a, such a thing as some internal competition between you and the other four starters? I don't think so. No, I don't think there's internal uh, competition. I, I think it's um, you know seeing the importance of winning every game, and I think for me, you know, I see what those guys go out and do, and I want to build off that. And you know, you don't want to be the weak link out there when everybody else is going out, and you also you, you kind of see how they attack, and so. You know, but I don't think there's a competition per se, in my opinion. Steven, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, stay healthy and keep it going, my friend. Thanks so much. Yeah, great stuff. Thanks, guys. Bye. Take care. Steven Matz of the Blue Jays. Man, oh, man, has he been on a roll. Um, I mean, the Toronto starters in general. But, you know, we've everybody's been talking about Robbie Ray's numbers and Robbie Ray's ERA. Steven Matz's ERA is right there on the last, in, in, in August. Yeah, well, he's He's been, I'll tell you this part. He's been a revelation to me. The only thing... You think so? The only thing I can... The only pitcher I think I can compare him to maybe in terms of that. I know different pitchers, different stuff, but it's it's J-Hap. I just... There's what people thought of him. Um, You know, with Jay, people always used to say, well, he looks so reserved on the mound and, you know, you have to hold a... Uh, a mirror under his nose to make sure that he's breathing. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, Steven was a little different. It was always emotional, Alice. But it, it, to me, there's, there's some similarities there. Like I, right now, you know, I mean, let's see what Hyunjin Ryu has his next outing. But I got to tell you right now, I've got as much confidence in him as I do Hyunjin Ryu. Yeah, I think he's going to give you a chance every single time out. 
Yeah, you know, yeah, these things don't happen just because he mm-hmm. started. You know, he was mentioning about the the feel and the breaking ball. How he's he's you know figured the how to get that feel a little bit better off his fingertips. You know that that less rotational in his windup is a huge deal, right? Both eyes on the target sounds so simple. Mm-hmm. Baseball one hundred and one. Why haven't you fixed that and and addressed that earlier in your career? But it's just a little simple thing that you know you don't turn as much like Robbie Ray does. Robbie Ray doesn't need to you know keep both eyes on the target the entire way through his delivery like Steven Matz does. And it's just that little thing at, right, I see that, I get the sign, I see the target, I want to lock in. I, you know, he does that little, like, uh, you're starting to notice, he'll close his eyes a little bit, he'll take that little breath, he'll blow it out, he looks back at the target, and then he goes through his little windup and he tries to get the ball to go where he, he ultimately wants it to go. But, you know, it's just, it's a collective of all the things that he's been through and, and, you know, you, you all you heard about was stuff, stuff, yeah. stuff, and now he's starting to put together all the other stuff, the intangibles, of what it takes to be a starter every five days. It's and doing it in the American League East. Well, I I think the other thing with with pitchers doing what, for example, what what Stephen Matz has done. You talk about the mechanics and 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 all that. It's important to remember, I think, that unlike in the minor leagues. These guys are making changes while they are being judged in their outcomes. This is the thing with Jordan Romano. I think about what Jordan Romano's done. Yeah, I know he worked on it, and he worked on it in the bullpen. Okay, you know, air quotes, in mm. the bullpen. But at some point, you still had to take it out in the game. And you weren't doing that in, you know, you weren't doing that in AA. You weren't doing that in AAA. You're doing that in the majors against guys who want to kick your ass. And and that's the thing when, when we, we talk about... And it may be especially the case of starting pitchers because you only work once every five days and you can do it in the bullpen. It's not the same as taking it out in the game in Yankee Stadium. Now saying, I got to get my hips this way. Yeah, I got to yeah, make yeah. sure my eyes are focused at the plate. I just think we lose sight of, of how difficult it is to make those corrections while your team is winning, while you are being judged in terms of wins and losses. Yeah. And oh, yeah, by the way, if you're Stephen Matz, you're doing it. You don't have like, someone's going to employ Stephen Matz next year. But it's not, like he's, it's not like he's in a four or five year contract. So nope. I, I just think that sometimes we need to give these guys, we need to give these guys a little more credit than we do for making changes while the season's going on, while stuff, while stuff matters. Yeah, it's well, it's not the easiest thing to the things you just mentioned, and then you know even Jordan Romano be, trying to be a closer, trying to you know never hump, mind, never mind the mental race. aspect of it. exactly exactly right, and you know it's. I'm with you. It's yeah. I I was a guy that tried to do that. Tried to make big changes on the fly at the big league level. It, what probably cost me big league time. And you know what? Truly did. And I'll, I'll tell you what. Especially with all the video in the game right now, guys know when you're trying to make changes. Yeah, they sure do. Your, your opponent, your opponents know when you're trying to. You you watch those guys in the top step of the dugout. They know when you're trying to make changes. They know when you're doing something. Well, you see how many people are rolling their fingers through that iPad mm-hmm. over there, and they can see. Wow, his windup looks different. Why is he not doing that anymore? Uh, let's do a very quick reset before John Sterling joins us. Looking forward to that. The uh, Jays, as we mentioned, will take on the Yankees. The fourth game of the series tonight. Here are the wild card standings as we speak. Oakland is beating the Chicago White Sox right now. So as we stand, Boston is Boston holds the first wild card spot. They're half a game up in the Yankees. Toronto is a game and a half back of the Yankees. Seattle, they're done with Houston now. They're in Arizona. Seattle's two and a half back. 
Oakland's three back. Oakland, as we said, is leading the Chicago White Sox right now. Uh, Seattle goes on. They'll be playing Arizona. And, we, and, and Toronto, after they're done tonight, will go on to play Baltimore. Four games, including a doubleheader on Saturday. And uh, as far as we know right now, the last I heard the tarp was on the field at Yankee Stadium. We said this a little bit yesterday. There's inclement weather in the forecast. They think they'll be able to get the game in tonight. Uh, you know, at this time of year, uh, at this time of year, you'll you'll do what you have to. And, qu- and quite frankly, Baltimore's it's it's not like it's a big hike from 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 nope. New York to Baltimore. Right. So you could probably wait around until all hours of the morning sure. to get the game in if you wanted. Uh, so that's where we are right now. As I mentioned, the Yankees a game and a half up in the Blue Jays. Jays are nine and one in their last ten. They've won seven in a row. The Yankees have lost five in a row, and uh, the Jays have. Boy, they've really got it going on. They'll have Jose Barrios on the mound tonight against Nestor Cortez. The Jays beat the Yankees 6-3 to last night. Uh, Kevin Barker and uh, Alec Manoa had to, had to fight his way through. Uh, the offense came through, timely offense. And, and we spent a lot of time talking about the bullpen and how Charlie was going to use that bullpen. Now, we saw, it, Nate, we saw Nate Pearson warming up at the end. If it had been a four-run lead, he probably would have got the nod over over uh, Jordan Romano, but Adam Simber, that, that to me, those are the roles you want Simber and Richards in. That, that, that's, that's what they're there for, is what we saw from them last night, I think. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think you want them pitching in like the, the, the ninth inning or anything. Yeah, there's some still, still some trickery that they have to do, right? It's, it's location, it's, it's throwing a pitch that a hitter's not expecting, you know, Simber's doing it from a weird arm arm angle, working his way through four or five batters in a, in a halfway decent lineup. Now, the Yankees are struggling, you know, and, and he doesn't have to be as fine with his pitches, but I'm with you. You know, it's, it's it'll be interesting to see how they use Merriweather and, and Pearson. The high velocity seems to give the Yankees trouble right now. Mm-hmm. Would, would, would that be sort of an X factor? Because you got to figure Jordan Romano's probably not going to pitch tonight being back-to-back games with him. So you're probably going to see one of those two. Who, when would you see him? How much are you going to see him? That'll be an interesting thing tonight. But it, for me, it starts with Barrios. Barrios has a good start. Gets them to maybe, you know, end of the sixth, maybe end of the seventh. Make it a little easier. They have some some quality at bats like they have been. Yeah, the Jays were were really patient last night. Luis Heel uh, had an awful time. Uh, the Jays drew a season high, 11 walks. By the way, the Jays are 9-6 and six against the Yankees this season, Bark. They're 7-2 and two in the Bronx. They go 8-2 and two in the Bronx with the win today. They've won seven straight games. The last time the Jays have won seven straight games was 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus Semyon extended yeah. his hitting streak to eight games. And uh, Vladdy cool. hit a solo home run off Araldis Chapman. That's his 41st. Man, Araldis Chapman looks cool. 95, 96. Odd, huh? Is he hurt? Yeah. I, 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 That'd be the first thing I would guess because it'd be hard know. to go from 100 to, to 95, wouldn't it? Vladdy, in 15 games against the Yankees this season, is batting 352 with four homers, a double, five runs, six ribbies. Um, it's good to be good against the Yankees <laughs> if you're going to be in the American League East. If you're going to be in the American Vladdy's League East for a long time. has got 41 homers. Yeah, I know. 41 homers. And I'll tell you what, I, you know, Shohei Otani, forget the MVP thing, but he's with this, he's put himself back in a position now where I think he's he would be the acknowledged. You would be the MVP if it wasn't for Shohei Otani. Wouldn't, wouldn't matter. It doesn't matter if the Blue Jays make the playoffs. I, 
Well, that would certainly help. That would certainly that would certainly solidify it. But what I'm saying is, he's kind of put himself back in the he's put himself back in the picture here. I think, and I think you'll find a lot of folks will have him number two in their ballot. Uh, Alec Manoa, we mentioned, 16th start of the year, uh, didn't factor in the decision. Four and two thirds innings, no runs allowed, one bad pitch to Brett Gardner. Was it a bad pitch? I, look, you know, mm. I, I know in his Zoom call, he 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 said his gut was telling him not to throw a fastball. You know, and I, I know Brett Gardner's hitting somewhere under, tell- under a buck fifty against breaking ball. But the guy standing on the on-deck circle, now I know Judge is like four for his last 29 right. or something. But d- do you really want to let Judge decide the the, the outcome of the game? I, I mean, don't. I, that, no, the only thing is, though, I, he decently he, locates that fastball. Brett Gardner's out. Yeah. And, Just don't and, throw it down the middle. And I think you could tell... You could tell from the shot on the mound he was second-guessing himself. We always talk about throw the ball with conviction, throw the ball with conviction. He didn't seem to have an awful lot of conviction in that pitch. I, I know Danny was giving him big target. Big target means not setting up on the black. They could tell mechanically, whatever, he was fighting something. So you you ain't big, right? You give him a bigger target, something bigger to aim for. But I, look, I, I know what he said in his Zoom call, but man, how, how do you not throw Brett Gardner with Judge standing on the on-deck yeah, circle? I, something other than a fastball. Hey. I, you know, I mean, sometimes the guy in the on-deck circle beats you. Maybe. Sometimes it happens. Uh, 590-590, as always, is a text line. If you've got something to say, something to get off your chest, observation, please feel free to text us. 7 o'clock, 7.05, actually, his first pitch tonight from the Bronx. Jays and uh, Yankees looking to wrap up their four-game series. Ben Wagner will have the call of the game. He'll join us in a, f- in a few minutes. <clears throat> Um, as will the Yankees radio voice, John Sterling. He's next. You're listening to Baseball Central, powered by DoorDash on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Now, back to more Baseball Central on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. All right, 7.05 is the first pitch from Yankee Stadium in the Bronx tonight. The Blue Jays taking on... The New York Yankees looking to sweep the four-game series between the teams and uh, make another move in the American League wildcard race as, uh, well, I would say Kevin Barker, the scoreboard watching. The scoreboard watching was, uh, it was going on, it was going on last week. But I think last weekend against Oakland with that Gurriel Grand Slam mm-hmm. and, and now everybody's, I think you're seeing People paying really close attention. Well, to we weren't as serious last week as we are now. A G- game and a half out's not not the same as four and a half out, is it? And it's not just that; it's the number of teams between. That's you. right. Uh, there's still plenty of games left to play, of course, including after today, the Jays have another series against the Yankees. Um, but uh, yeah, the uh, Jays seventy six and sixty two. Yankees seventy eight and sixty one. As we mentioned, Jays going for the sweep tonight. Ben will have the call of the game. At 7 o'clock, and, uh, well, he'll be on the air at the same time as our next guest is on the air, John Sterling, the voice of the Yankees, joining us in Baseball Central. John, thanks so much for joining Kevin and myself. Uh, it's a real it's a real privilege, a real treat to talk to you. Um, we trust that you're doing well. You know, Kevin and I were talking before you came on the air, and I, and, and I said, man, you know what? I'm thinking that... Thinking back of the number of games you've called, the number of Yankees teams you've seen, and you know, I think baseball fans suffer from recency bias a lot of the time. They look at last night's game or they and they go, "My God, it's like it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life." There's a crisis, <laughs> John. You've probably seen everything good and everything bad about the Yankees 
for a, for a long time here. Do you ever want to just say in the middle of a broadcast, folks, it's been worse? <laughs> well, actually, uh, this has really been a very odd year. A phenomenal amount of injuries, a phenomenal lack of production on the offense. The Yankees, I just looked at it before I went on the air with you. You know, the Yankees are always number one, number two, number three in runs scored. And this year, they are 11th in runs scored. So that tells you a little bit about uh, the Yankees. For many of the year, for most of the year, they were next to last in runs scored. Anyway, um, it's been a very odd year. Um, Has it been the worst? Well, I began 33 years ago. And when I began, the team was terrible. So it wasn't as bad as 89, 90, 91 at 92, but ever since they got good there and been in the playoffs almost every year. So I'm really a very fortunate person. And is this a tough year? Yeah, I guess it is. Um, there are many reasons for it, but I don't want to, I don't want to do a monologue here <laughs> for a half hour. So <laughs> ask away. Okay. As you know, the Yankees added Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo at the deadline. How would you evaluate their time there so far? Well, I think Rizzo has um, played okay. He hasn't hit great. He's a very good first baseman. And he will, uh, instead of trying to hit the ball out like so many players do today, he will go the opposite way and he'll get his hits. Uh, Gallo, uh, I just looked this up too. I don't know why. My eyes just hit on it. That's making out the lineup. You know that Gallo is hitting 136 for the Yanks? Think of that. One. 36. Yeah. You know what's amazing about this year? You're seeing, uh, including on your own team, you're seeing, but not a lot on your own team, you're seeing guys playing, hitting 220. Mm-hmm. That never could have happened in, quote, unquote, the old days. So um, I, I think Rizzo's been very good. Gallo just hasn't hit. And um, the Yankees have had, you know, uh, their bullpen was going to be the strongest part of the team. And their bullpen has been just absolutely torn apart. You can't trust Chapman. You can't pitch him. Uh, Britain is out for the year. Their best relief pitcher, Loisaga, is now on the IL. They just put Jamison Tyone on the IL. I mean, it may not be the Yankees' year, you know? Yeah. Well, and, yeah. you know, we've, I, I understand there have been a lot of injuries in the bullpen and that, but, you know, I, I was watching a world as Chapman last night. And look, I've, you know, I've been lucky enough to spend time around the Yankees during the postseason and all that um, as a writer. And, and I, I, honest to God, I, you know, I, I, I was watching that last night and I, I was shaking my head. Now, I, we haven't seen, I haven't seen every Yankees game this year, but man, when I'm seeing a world as Chapman, you know, 95, 96, uh, that that would give me a. It, it, do you think there's an injury there? Or is it just uh, you know just ineffectiveness? No, I, I don't think there's an injury. In the beginning of the year, I've never seen him so dominant. He added a splitter to go with the slider, and of course a great fastball. And uh, you know I'm not good at numbers. I don't do numbers. You know I don't do stats. But um, in the first month, April, maybe two months, April and May, he was perfect. He had no ERA. He was zero zero zero. What happened, I don't know, but he has been very poor the last uh, few months, and I think it's a, a great lack of confidence. Um, he doesn't where the ball's going. And when he misses, you know, he misses back to the screen or he misses in the dirt. So 
Anyway, that's a big problem that they have. They can't turn to Chapman. And now that Loisig is gone, there isn't much there. Chad Green is there right now is their best. John, do you have any idea what's going on with Glaber Torres? No. Either do the Yankees. <laughs> There's a guy who in the last full year, I, I don't count 2020 as a year, mm-hmm. but in 2019 he had 38 home runs. Now, I know that was the year of the home run. But he had 38. He has six this year. So that's, uh, you know, you go around the the team and there are other problems. You know, you look at the ball club when you write the names and you think, gee, what a great hitting team. But obviously, as I've told you, and has not been a great hitting team, not by a lot. Okay, now you're the perfect guy to ask this uh, about Derek Jeter and and because you've seen him a lot with the Yankees. Uh, Where where does he? I see him a lot. Well, well, I didn't see him a lot. I saw every, excuse me. I saw every single game <laughs> that Derek Jeter played. And there's a writer up here, a really good guy, Brian Hoke, who went to Jeter yeah, about a week before um, the end of the year, was last year. And Brian Hoke said to him, do you know that John Sterling has seen every single game you've played? <laughs> and Jeter said, in true Jeter fashion, Boy, he must be tired of seeing me play. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, he's a he's a very unusual individual in every single way, and um, it brought a tear to my eye to uh, see Derek go into the Hall of Fame. Okay, wh- where does he rank as greatest Yankees ever? Well, I don't think it's possible to do that. I honestly don't. But I guess if. Uh, you know, you had to do it as a, as a gun to head. You know, I'd say Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig and Joe DiMaggio and Mickey Mantle and Yogi Berra and Whitey Ford and uh, Derek. That would be my Mount Rushmore of Yankees. He, uh, when oh, it, by the way, excuse me. Yes. I left someone out, didn't I? Mariano. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're you're entitled. Anyway. That's a big mount. That's not. That's a big mount. You need about twenty mount Rushmores to fit everybody in there and <laughs> and, and do them you justice. Know, you know, fellas, one thing about the Yanks that I am very proud of, um, because I grew up in New York and mm-hmm. I, you know, I had a dream to be the Yankee announcer, which I had no chance. And I've been on the air forever, and it was just amazing when I got the Yankee job in 1989. But anyway, they won their first pennant 100 years ago today. Wow. Uh, Well, not today, but, I mean, 100 years ago, 1921. And they won their first World Series in 23. And look what they've done um, in the 100 years. So they have a great franchise. Uh, Things haven't worked out this year the way we all thought they would. And... um, you know, I once was leaving a ballpark in Seattle with Lou Pinella, and Seattle was having a terrible year. And I said, well, what do you think? He said, well, you know, I think we'll get a little better. He said, if not, we'll be good next year. <laughs> so uh, that's how I feel about the Yankees. Uh, if they don't make the playoffs, and there's a great chance <laughs> between Toronto and Boston and Oakland and Seattle, they're all within two in the law side. Um, if they don't, well, you know what, they will – um, re-up, you know, they'll, they'll go out and, and get whatever players they need um, or go back to the farm system or, or whatever. So I'm really not worried about the Yankees. They're a great franchise, and they will be a grand franchise. But as you know, they've after winning 13 straight, 
they have lost nine out of 11. So, um, you know, they've had some rocky times and, um, and I, they have, you know, again, we play every day mm-hmm. and, um, as you know, we go to Toronto next week. Yep. Is that next week? I think it is. Yeah. Uh, um, no, no, no. It's in a couple of weeks. It's the last week of the year. We play three in Toronto. Uh, that's I'm looking right. at my Toronto schedule and, yeah. or else I would know it. But anyway, the Yankees have to go win games. And if they do, they can make the playoffs. If they don't, they won't. And um, they're going to have to find pitching from somewhere. Um, you know, I heard Aaron Boone say on a program today, well, you know, I think we can get better, you know, about hitting it all. I think we get, you know, he was, you know, normally they're the number one team in the league, and now we're not this year. And, um, but I, I, if it hasn't changed by September 9th, when is it going to change? Yeah. That's very, right. Yep. No. Okay. Absolutely. Well, I want you guys come on over when we're in. Oh, no, wait. I'm not going to Toronto. What am I talking about? I'm such a jerk. Oh, you'll be I'm there. In, a jerk. You'll be there in spirit. You'll be there yeah. in spirit. Okay, I'll be yeah. Go into my booth and say hello. No one will be there, but <laughs> I will. Okay. I will do that. Hey, say and say hi to Susan for us, please. Pass on please. our best. She's right over here, looking as beautiful as ever. Nice. Give her a wave for us. Thanks, John. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Take care. Take care now. That's a great John Sterling. That's awesome. Um, I like that little laugh about. Yeah, that's great. Uh, hey, he's got. He's got to be like so used to winning. It's just, it's just like, you know, you, 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 there's, there's no vacation in October. There's like, you, you know, for a fact, the Yankees are always going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and I've, I've, I've often wondered about guys who are longtime voices of teams, you know, and, and then I know when, when Jerry was here, the, the idea that you, I understand that you, you are relaying to folks what is happening on the field. And you're trying to paint a picture with words. But every now and then, I would find it hard to just not say to people, it has been worse. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it has been worse than this. And I think, look, and I think most, yeah, most, most baseball fans, I think, they, under, they, they know when their team has gone through bad stretches. It's, it's it, you know, it, very few yeah. teams have, have have sort of had decades and decades of, of success. I think it's about who's going through the issues. That's the thing, like the Stantons and the Chapmans. Yeah, you're paying tons of money for exactly reasons for these moments and like you this, know and, what? and they're not very good. And you know what the thing is about the Yankees, and it, and it it really is true. It takes a good postseason for people to kind of welcome you into the Yankee family. That's, you know, there, 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 are, there are folks who only played for the Yankees for a couple of years, but are beloved because they came through in the postseason. Yeah. And that is the ultimate, the ultimate Yankees measuring stick. And, and, you know, you look at this team, um, there are a lot of guys out there that Joey they, Gallo. Just think if he starts, they don't have up. that. But they don't have that, right? They haven't won there. They haven't won that thing. They haven't. They haven't done that thing that all all great Yankees teams, you know, as Yankees fans will tell you, all great Yankees teams do, and they don't win every year. I get that. But the point is, if you ask a Yankees fan, the best Yankees team you've seen in your lifetime, it's always going to be a World Series champion. Sure, always. You know, we can talk to Jays fans. Say Jays fans. The best Jays team you've seen in your lifetime. There are Jays fans out there who'll go, well, 2015. Mm-hmm. 
It was a great team. Didn't win the World Series. No. That, I think, is the difference. 590-590 is the text line. Jays and Yankees. Jays going for a sweep tonight in the Bronx. You're listening to Baseball Central, powered by DoorDash, on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Now, back to more Baseball Central on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. MLB basically told us stop the stop testing and just treat the symptoms. So we're like, no, we're going to we're going to figure out what's going on and keep you know then try to keep this thing under control. So MLB asked you to stop testing. Yes. And just sort of try to play on, move on, and don't worry about it. Yeah. All right. Well, that was Hunter Renfro of the COVID-ridden Boston Red Sox in conversation with uh, Faria and Merloni and WEEI today. Basically saying that, well, baseball's told us to just stop testing and get on with it, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Major League Baseball's response to Hunter Renfro's comments, quote, he, Renfro, is he Renfro is completely wrong and inaccurate, which is pretty good. The Red Sox report, we've been following MLB's COVID-19 protocols all season long. We've consulted closely with them on everything we've done and continue to test. And their medical staff has been very supportive. Why would he lie? Like, why, why would he just say that? I don't understand that. I know he's having a good year. He's got how many home runs? 27. He's got 85 RBIs. He's having a good year. But why would he say why would he say that if that's not true? That sounds to me like well, I, uh, possibly he's tired of it. Yeah. And clubhouse chatter is, you know, they just they I mean, they just told us to start, to to stop testing and just go on. Huh. I, I I mean Either he's lying or MLB's lying. Yeah. So I like to assume that he's misinformed and MLB isn't like, I, 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 I cannot imagine the commissioner's office would send out a press release. That's a lie. Yeah. I, I'm with you, but it's just, he was, he's pretty, yeah. he was pretty that, like, uh, that sounds to me like, well, one thing, you know, you, you I just get the sense that that's probably a guy who's just like frustrated with the questions. And although Lou Merloni did give him a chance, like he he, he asked him he more said, than once, more than once, and he said yes. So I don't know if somebody said, you know what, they're not testing us today; they're giving us a day off. From I I don't know I don't know what it is. I mean, you know what clubhouses are like. Guys are always talking about stuff. Uh, I've never been in a COVID clubhouse before. I, I and what they've went through the last two weeks is just crazy. But I just I find that hard to believe. You know, it's. You would, wouldn't you think it through? You, you would have to know that if you're going on one of those things in Boston, that they're going to ask. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I hate, to, I, I just don't know it because, and it's not based on everything people say about Hunter Renfro. He's not a crap disturber. I, nope. I, I can't imagine he'd go on and say, you know, I'm just going to throw a grenade here. I, I just, like I said, I, 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 I like to think that somebody was misinformed or somebody said something that wasn't taken that way, although, you know, further to your point, I've got to think the COVID-19 has been something the Red Sox have been talking about because they're losing players every day because of it. Yeah. Uh, but I... I mean, he's a grown man. I just I just find it hard to believe that, that he's not informed enough. And knowing, going on that show, we've had, yeah. we've had Lou on this show, he's good. Like, he's going to ask questions that he should be asking. Yeah, and Lewis, and and the other thing, Lou's a player. Lou's been around. Sure Lou's is. not going to sandbag a player. Exactly right. So Lou's I, not going to sandbag a player. I just find player. it hard to believe that he would go on there and blatantly lie about it. I, I, That's all. 
Maybe he was misinformed and he you know, misspoke, and he'll come out and say why he said it. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe what they said is, I, I don't know. They're not testing players who are double-vaxxed. I mean, who, who knows? Who knows with this thing? Yeah. Um, you know, it it's, it is odd that it seems in baseball, it seems as if it's almost a team-specific thing where it really really bites like the yankees have issues with it mm-hmm. the red Sox have issues with it and the red Sox are one of those teams that's 85 percent vaxxed so in a lot of cases what you're getting is guys who have been vaccinated or testing positive uh for covid19 and, and you know i i do know i mean i've been led to believe that a lot of the the vaccinations in baseball were the j and j one shot deals and that there's some concern that basically the effectiveness of that vaccine can wear. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying what the baseball chatter was. That's yeah. what guys were talking about down in the ballpark mm-hmm. this weekend when we were, when, when, when we were down there about, about just some of the, some of the issues yeah, that, yeah. that are going on. Yeah. Every, every once in a while, it's okay to say, you know, I really don't want to comment on that. We're, we're trying to take care of it in house and, and, Hopefully well, it gets over with soon enough so we can get on with it and make a run at this thing. You know, How about that answer? Especially in Boston where it's become such a, it, it's become such a talking point. I know. Uh, but anyhow, there you go. So that is uh, Hunter Renfro getting folks really excited in, um, in Boston today and uh, Major League Baseball responding again we will have blue jays baseball tonight at uh seven o'clock jays and yankees that was a lot of fun talking to john sterling it was awesome i love that that kind of laugh about the yankees chances about maybe not making the playoffs that little <laughs> snicker there uh jays lineup bichette Semyon, vladdy teo alejandro kirk guriel gritchick jansen smith brios on the mound gardner judge rizzo stanton torres mm. gallo sanchez wade and urshela for the yankees nestor cortez on the mound we're going to take a uh Maybe take a deeper look at the uh, the Jays' batting order. Ben Wagner will join us at the uh, at the bottom of the hour before he has a call of the game. Again, five ninety five ninety is the text line. Any thoughts? Any comments? The Jays, folks, they are the win tonight. They could move to within half a game of a wild card spot. And I smell sweep. It, 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 this this is what I think. It's if setting it, up that if way. Barrios has consistent spin on his breaking ball. It's setting up that way. With, with, with now he's mechanically made that change and can get it out of the glove a little quicker and, yeah. and have the late life on the on the heater and, and the sinker. If he has spin on the breaking ball. Uh, a little bit of good news as well. I guess this qualifies as good news. George Springer apparently took batting practice today. And according to Charlie Montoyo, could be in the lineup tomorrow when they go to Baltimore. Uh, I would imagine he would D. I, I, I imagine he'll be DHing. I think Charlie's been pretty clear that when he when he does play, he'll he'll be DHing. Yep. But George Springer looks like he uh, looks like he could be good to go uh, tomorrow. And um, you know, think think back to how bad this team was without George Springer earlier this year, mm-hmm. and they're winning despite not having them. Um, which yeah, is so- which, which is a sign of the clearly it's a sign of the fact that that in particular Semyon, Vladdy, yeah. and Teoscar have and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Yeah, but I don't want to really I don't want to state the obvious though. But those five starters that they got are really really good yeah. right now, oh, really yeah. good. Yeah, they. Um, well, best American League East for me. I don't I don't think there's well I don't think there's any doubt. No, I, no there, there's no doubt, and that includes Tampa. That includes well, they don't really don't have any starters, but they, you know, they got a bunch of different arm angles and power they can throw at you. But you, you give the ball any five, any one of the five, 
you, you're feeling okay if you're a Jays fan. Well, I'll say this. At the start of the year, I don't know, we got a minute left here. At the start of the year, if I had said to you, you could take any five, any one of the Jays' five starters, put them out in a big game, and you'd like your chances. You would laugh. Yeah, so you're at me. crazy. You would have laughed at me. And now it's true. It's entirely Robbie possible. Robbie Ray's winning the AL Cy Young. What? Who knows? Ben Wagner joins us. We'll go to the text line. We'll take a deeper dive into the Yankees and Jays. The Jays going for the sweep in an hour, folks. You're listening to Baseball Central Powered by DoorDash on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Check out their spin on everything baseball. You'll swear they're using spider tack. Jeff Blair, Kevin Barker. This is Baseball Central on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Well, in one hour, the Jays will be on the field in the Bronx. Taking on the New York Yankees, looking to sweep their four-game series. And pull to within a hair of the wild card. Like what you did there. I don't know what I did there exactly. But anyhow, it's Blair and Barker. Ben Wagner will join us at the bottom of the hour. He'll have the call tonight from the Bronx. Hopefully the weather holds and they get the game in. And, well, uh, he's not in the Bronx. He's here. Yeah, but the game's in the Bronx. You said he's from the Bronx. He'll well, be in the Bronx. Well, he'll, he'll be he, here. You know, that's not true. Well, you're lying to the people. I'm lying to the people. I made a little mistake. Just a tiny mistake. So there you go. That uh, earlier today, by the way, we got the ballpark ham at Yankee Stadium. Garrett Cole uh, throwing from flat ground. The Yankees yeah. made a move today. They put Jamison Tyone on the uh, IL with an ankle ligament injury. And uh, that won't have any impact on on this series for the Blue Jays. But uh, I mean, it's the last the last thing the Yankees need is to put somebody else mm-hmm. put somebody else on the IL. Uh, the Jays lineup for tonight is as follows: Bo Bichette leading off. George Springer apparently took batting practice today. Should be able to play tomorrow. Will not play tonight, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with the lefty on the mound, Corey Dickerson is on the bench. Bo Bichette leads off. Marcus Semyon at second. Vladdy's third. The Oscars fourth, Alejandro Kirk's hitting fifth. Gurriel is in left field. Grichikson center. Jansen's behind the plate. Kevin Smith at third base. Jose Barrios on the mound for the Yankees. Gardner, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, Torres, Gallo, Sanchez, Wader, Shella, and uh, Nestor Cortez on the mound for the Yankees. So, so Kevin, basically what Charlie Montoya was done is, uh, I mean, this is basically, this is basically the lineup without a leadoff hitter. <laughs> He's like taking Corey Dickerson, scratched him off and said, okay, there's the lineup. Yeah, I think so. From last well, night. Also too, if you, you know, if you, he's trying to kill a, a couple of birds with one stone there by, you know, Bo hasn't been getting any hits in Yankee mm-hmm. stadium. He'll put him in front of a red hot hitter in Marcus Simeon, maybe give him, get him a, you know, I don't want to say a hanging breaking ball, but get him something in his zone that he can hit. And I know, oh, by the way, uh, Bo's hitting 336 slugging 511 against lefties. Yeah. So you know, maybe maybe he's he's trying a, a couple of different things. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity, isn't it? It's a ton to ask Bo, though. You 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 ask. You basically are asking him to go from driving in runs to now working counts. Think Bo's capable of that? 
And the the, re, the reason why that I that I've had when I've had conversations about people around the team who aren't really a giant fan of Bo leading off is because of the one or two pitch outs. You get a you get a pit, an opposing pitcher in a groove in a hurry because Marcus Simeon ain't taking pitches. <laughs> That's fair. He looking straight. If it's in that window, he letting it eat. And neither's Vladdy. So you know that that's the that was the, the the better thing too when George was healthy that at least George was you know he was aggressive, but he wasn't going to expand a lot. If it wasn't in where he wanted it, he was going to take it. And you know you saw more two one three one three two, letting the other guy on the on deck circle maybe see something the way it breaks life on it that kind of thing. So yeah, it's a lot to ask Bo, but that's that again. Do you rock the boat? They've been they've been winning all these games. With two, three, four, five, the way it is. Now, look, I'm not superstitious by any means. But when's the last time that they can say that they went into Yankee Stadium in September and swept them in four games? Well, more to the point, they go eight and two this year at Yankee Stadium. There you go. So I'm just saying, like, look, hopefully Bo gets exactly what they're expecting Bo to get because of who he's hitting in front of. But it's 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 a you know Bo, Bo is a very good athlete. He's all we all know what he is. I'm not. I don't have to tell you. Told you a, a million times. It's just the mental part of of changing approaches, right? It's the okay. I'm trying to bridge somebody hitting in the cleanup spot because I'm a run producer. Now you're putting me in the leadoff spot. Do I change change what I'm trying to do? Twenty three. I've been struggling in Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, as I said, I I, I think the. You know, sometimes crisis is too good an opportunity to let pass. And if you're Charlie Montoyo, you know, it, it's trying to get in the psychology of it. You don't have to sell Bo in this because, one, George isn't playing. Two, it's a lefty. There's no point in having Corey Dickerson up there. And three, who else are you going to go with? And, it only, and four, it only sounds like it's going to be one day. Yeah. So I, I think maybe we need to... It might be more of them trying to get him hot because of who's hitting behind See, I don't him. Think, I, I don't think it is anything I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it just simply has to do with the fact that George Springer isn't available. And they ain't got nobody else. And they don't have anybody else. <laughs> Maybe. That yeah, might be a team. I mean, they don't, you know, I guess you they can, can move yeah, you, lead off, you can lead off Jared Dyson and, and have him in center field. I mean, you don't want to do that. Uh, Got to talk about that play last night, by the way, the uh, sacrifice fly. Jared Dyson scoring standing Gerard up. Gerard Dyson? Or he, Jared. What did I say? Jared. Gerard Dyson scoring He is really fast. Up. Is that your point? He's, you know, if you look at the stats cast stuff, he's actually not. I mean, there, there are guys this year in the Jays who have averaged or I'm averaged faster guy. speed. But You know anybody uh, runs like that looks faster than he does? Well, I, I was going to say, I got it. I'm willing to bet he's been in that position more often than anybody else in that team. And I... I don't know how many guys I've seen score like that standing up. Yeah, me either. Been sitting over there for three hours, hours and they, they ask you to go in and tag up on a on a shallow oh, and pop up to by a, the to way, the center fielder. Kudos to the manager for doing that. Uh, yo, yeah, yeah, you, uh, you'd like kudos? to say that, but it's an obvious thing. Well, we <laughs> sort of, well, but it sort of is. I, you know what I like better? Mm. I like the play in center field that he ended the game with. Mm. But the Brett Gardner ball in the in the gap that he ran down made it look easy. I know, he, you know, he had a little a little halfway dive for it. But look, it's just, it's the routes. It's how, it's how fast he is. And it'll make you think maybe, you know, what kind of different element he would bring if you had a guy like on your team next year. Well, I could do that. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I'm and thinking ahead now. We know that Ross Stripling is going to, is, is going to come up. Uh, we believe he's going to come up for Saturday. Uh, for Saturday? Yeah, for one of the doubleheader games. There, you know, there's maybe Thomas Hatch as well. I mean, the yeah. Jays are going to be making some moves. And... 
I wonder if they keep, you know, this, this is for the Jays, an unusually large bench. It like is. normally they're carrying that extra, you know, the, they're going to err on the side of carrying an extra arm. Right now they've got three catchers. They've got Jake, well, of course, Espinal's here, but they've got Jake Lamb. They've got Gerard Dyson. Randall Gritchick's over there occasionally. Brandon Gritchick's over there. Brave Corey Valer, Dickerson's Corey over Dickerson. there. So they, yeah. they, have, they have an ample bench. And uh, I, you know, I, I, I guess maybe you bring you bring one pitcher up and 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 send another pitcher down. I, I, I don't know, but um, I love having speed. All these bench players, speed never I, slumps. Is that to say, it's it's not just that. It's this team is capable now of looking differently. There, there's there's a few more wrinkles to this team than we saw earlier in the year. This team seems to have a lot of similar guys, which isn't a bad thing when they're all good, when they're all all-stars. But I think you're starting to see a few more little wrinkles added in here. Yeah, like, I, I really like having a guy like Jake Lamb around. Just a guy who's going to go up and, and give me a professional at bat. Against and, a right-handed pitcher. And, against a right-handed pitcher and, and take the drama away from playing first base. Just, just you know, do that. Um, I like having Dyson around, a guy, an experienced base runner. And I, re- I and I and I like I think Corey Dickerson's really handy. I you know he's probably not the perfect leadoff hitter, the perfect center fielder, but it's the first time in a while that Charlie has options that he can play late in the game. And you go, you know, this makes this team better defensively. It does a little bit, and I'll, and also for me, it makes the opposing manager think a little bit of who they're going to bring in. Yes, you know, that 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 too is, and you know, it may give that pit that starting pitcher a different look if you if you you know, have to have to switch it out and bring in a guy to to pinch hit and that kind of thing. You know, it's it's that it's that balanced lineup and, kind of thing. It's, I'll tell it's you the, that it's, thing. The, it's getting that pitcher out of a group. I like having Grich having Gritchick come off the bench too. That really creates Yeah, may, maybe it hides his woes as a hitter. If you've noticed he hasn't been real good lately. Yeah. So you know it's it's he, if he was playing well he wouldn't be sitting over there. He'd be playing center probably. But it's I'm with you. You know, are they going to win because of their bench? Probably not. Are, are they going to lose because of their bench? Probably not. I think that's the point. Is they got enough good, uh, good enough guys in their lineup now with the way their starting pitching is that it's Charlie can bring in a really speedy guy that can tag up on a ball that nobody else would tag up on. No matter what StatCast says. Hmm. Optics told me that's the fastest guy I've seen on the Blue Jays team this year. All right. I'm just saying. What does Jose Barrios have to do tonight? Well, he's got that that in establishing in, which is what they're trying to do against the Yankees. You know, the slow bat is a thing with the Yankees, and and the uh, the the consistent spin on the breaking ball. That that's that's another thing. He's got to be able to manip- manipulate a couple of them, right? Throw one for strike one. Uh, you know, expand one with two strikes, and also command the four seamer. He does that and gets a little bit of a groove. You know, velocity I think is is key too. It can't be 92, 93. It's more 94, 95. That's a bigger deal. That makes the sinker that much better. It makes the curveball that much better. And if he sprinkles in some changeups, I know Alec Manoa was talking a lot about that's that's taking the sting out of some aggressive hitters. The Yankees are cheating. That's at least what I see to hit velocity. And the reason why Alec Manoa said. You throw changeups to those guys. I think that's what he was trying to talk about. Brett Gardner throwing him a changeup mm-hmm. instead of a heater, because Brett Gardner, let's face it, is cheating to get to the heater. That's why he's hitting like a buck forty and some change off a breaking ball. He's way out in front of everything because he's got to get it, get it geared up a little bit sooner to get the barrel out in front of the plate. So, I think I think it's a mixture of a of a of a bunch of things. But early on, 
it's command of the sinker and it's the spin on the breaking ball. It's consistently throwing spin. It's not throwing one that's good, three or four bad in a row. It's consistently one, two, three in a row, and then he'll expand and, and bounce a, a fourth one. That's when you know he's locked in and he's going to have a good night. We appear to be having some issues with our uh, text line, so apologies to those of you who, those of you who have been uh, reaching out to us. I may just throw this thing against the wall. Do you think that'll help? I would think not. It'd probably make you, it'd make you pay for that. Anyhow, it's just frustrating. It's like it's, you know, you need to tell people 595 nights a text line and nobody's sending that. But anyhow, we shall carry on as uh, the Jays and the Yankees. Look, I can see Shy and, uh, and uh, yeah, Shy. Hey, I can see he's Shy. He's not waving at you. Yeah, he's just pointed at me. He did not. Shy and uh, Arash are getting down there to uh, deliver some CNN what are you, quality what are you, journalism. I, I, I have no idea what they're going to say, but I bet it's when does Nate Pearson and Merriweather get the ball? You know that's what they're going to talk about. Yeah, well, we mentioned Nate Pearson was up in the pen, and Charlie kind of said that uh, four runs, you would have seen him. Yeah, I don't know what that, that says about the confidence of Nate Pearson. I mean, if well, I, he, no, he, I think more than anything he else. Get, he can't get enough outs with no, a three-run no, lead. No, I, I look at it this way. Finally, they're treating it. You're, you're treating Jordan Romano as a closer. You're saying, you know, it's not a safe situation. Forget it. We're going to go to another guy, which I am I'm, I'm a big believer in that. If, if it isn't a safe situation, I don't want Jordan Romano in the game. It makes it, 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 it makes a difference. It just makes a difference. I don't want to waste. I don't want to waste those bullets. On a four or five run lead, I, I just, I just, I just don't. And uh, I would presume tonight that Tim Mesa would be the guy uh, who would get the call. Certainly, you know, Julian Merriweather's been activated. Jordan Romano got eight nine one in the lineup last night against the against the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. That that's a little bit to my point is you can you can read between the lines here a little bit when it comes to the confidence that they have in. Nate Pearson and whoever else is not Jordan Romano, Tim Mesa, Trevor Richards, I guess Adam Simber, I guess I guess that's your four guys. It's just yeah, I I, I thought you know sort of with a three run lead, facing the bottom of the order. You know if, if there's any time to give the kids some confidence, I maybe I'm reading too much into that. I mean you take the I wins guess. while you can get them. Maybe tonight they're not going to have a choice because a couple of those or maybe three of those guys aren't available. Yeah. Um, you know, as I said, I, I'm hoping, I think we're all hoping that the weather holds off. It looks looks okay now. Although, again, as I said, there's inclement weather in the uh, in the forecast at Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's also, they're going on to play, uh, they're going on to play, going on to play Baltimore. So, um, uh, I, it's not as if it's a long hike. I've got to think that they'll do whatever they can to get this game. And if you're the Blue Jays, you really want to get this game, and you don't want to, uh, you don't want to have that game against the Yankees kind of hanging over your head. You do not. You want to sweep them, get them out of the way, move Bingo. on, and go do some just standing up on the Orioles in a hurry. <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah. Uh, ben Wagner is the radio voice of the Jays. We're going to take a break and come back. Ben will join us. You're listening to Baseball Central, powered by DoorDash on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Now, back to more Baseball Central on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. All right, first pitch will be at 7 o'clock from the Bronx. 
as the uh, Toronto Blue Jays will take on the New York Yankees. The Oakland Athletics are currently leading the Chicago White Sox 3-1 right mm. now in the top of the ninth. Of course, the Athletics right behind the Jays in the wild card race. Parker, you may be right about the White Sox, man. Yeah, I am. Do you see their record against teams over 500? Not good. They're poopy. I've been telling you that all year. You may be right about it. Playing the worst division in baseball. And uh, the A's have just uh, the A's have just put that one to bed. So Oakland has beaten Chicago three games to one, temporarily at least, making a little bit of a move in the wild card race. The Jays could move to within half a game. Oh, say it ain't so. <laughs> say wild it card ain't spot so. tonight with a win over the New York Yankees. Ben Wagner, the radio voice of the Blue Jays, joining us. We all had this planned, yeah, right? I- I said we were all, we were all looking forward. Yeah, you did. I, I remember saying that. Well, I did say if they beat Garrett Cole, they'd be going to the playoffs. But. You said 83 and something. I said between. That's exactly what you said. I said between and 83 and 86. That's what you said. Yeah. Well, you know, if Baltimore ends up sweeping them. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Uh, any surprises? I yeah, We talked about the Jays lineup here with, with Bo leading off, and it just seems to me as uh, – Ben is what Charlie just did. Well, George Springer isn't playing. He may be playing tomorrow, by the way. George Springer isn't playing. It's a left-hander. I don't want Corey Dickerson leading off, so I'll just take yesterday's lineup, scratch out Corey Dickerson. Away we go. No. Oh. <laughs> no, no. You, I think this I think this plays into a couple of things. One, right. he's done this with Bo before, right? And we know Bo's not going to change anything yep. about Bo. He's not going to go mm. up there. He's not going to work a He's not going to work the count. He's not taking pitches? He, he's not taking pitches. <laughs> One thing we've learned since Bo Bichette's become a major leaguer, he's not taking pitches. <laughs> but I also think this is a byproduct of what happens later in a game. And it's come up a couple of times in this series against New York and twice last night, too. Do you want Corey Dickerson coming to the plate in a big moment, late in a ball game with a runner in scoring position? Who do you want? What, what bat do you want? Where do you feel more right. comfortable? And we saw it. I think it was in the first game of the series. No, second game in the series because Springer was in the lineup that on Labor Day. Right. It was yeah. the second game in the series and it happened again last night. So instead of bumping up Marcus Simeon and shifting everybody up, you just flip-flop Bo, get him into the leadoff spot. Okay, that sounds that makes way more sense than than I know that what you said. Okay, I, I get it. But just moving everybody up and not moving anybody around. Does that not make more sense? Like Marcus Simeon's pretty good late and close. He can hit velocity. So you're saying going Simeon, Vlad, <coughs> Simeon, Vlad, Bo, and Teoscar. Just move everybody up. Which he's also done this year, right? Yeah. right. And that was that was the key where we hear about the top five, keeping the top five in order, mm-hmm. the top four, whatever it is now. Um, you know, I just that, think Marcus Simeon gives you a better chance right now in that number two spot. You know, I think it, for me, I, I have no idea about this. It sounds like they've had a conversation with Marcus well, Simeon and said, that's exactly where I was going. Up or do you want to stay where you're that's at? That's where I, I'm going, right? Because there were conversations in with what to do with George Springer in the lineup, with what to do with George Springer out of the lineup, where do guys feel more comfortable? And I think Marcus Simeon went to Charlie and said, listen, if this is the scenario, I think I'm going to feel better about this being the batting order. And Charlie's open to that line of communication, too. He seeks this out from guys in the batting order. Okay, let's go back a game last night. Is there anything you're seeing from Alec Manoa that he, if he worked on, he could be that much better? Uh, When he's more erratic in the strike zone, for me, it's that finish. He has an awkward finish. 
It's weird, right? It's very mm-hmm. strange. It looks it looks painful at times too. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of times last night watching his follow through. And again, we're watching on the monitor, right? You know, so we almost get uh, different views than we do when we're in the broadcast booth. We're watching it from behind the center field camera on his follow through, and it's violent. It's against the body, and when he looks out of sync is also when the fastball gets scattered, the finish is in as strong. Uh, we, Kevin, you and I talked yesterday about that that lead arm that kind of drives through yep. the zone when it's a little bit more out and extended where that then the arm follows through and extended. He finishes pitches better, and that goes along with how he delivers to the plate. That, for me, I think just getting a little bit more sound mechanically might improve him too. You think any, any chance off season, season's over, Petey walks up to him and goes, hey, I, we, we love what you're doing. It's repeatable. You're a giant human, but let's try and add a windup. I asked that question earlier in the year, and I was told no. No, no matter, he, I'm sure Petey's seeing way more about that finish than we oh, are. Oh, I know, I, I know. If you know, getting to the finish would be a little easier, adding momentum. If it's compact, I think, you know, that would be a conversation. But it it didn't sound like talking with Pete, talking mm-hmm. with Charlie, talking with some people, you know, that dive into the pitching lab too. Are they concerned about him being in the stretch all the time? And at the time. And this was in Buffalo. I mean, so we're going back months now. Mm-hmm. But at the time, there was no concern, you know, about adding that to. They were more concerned about finishing the pitches, getting a little bit more depth on his slider, and fine-tuning the overall repertoire versus just messing with his mechanics. Oh, sorry. For, last yeah, one, yeah. I'll let Jeff jump in here. No, did, go did ahead. I'm any, enjoying this. Did you, did you have any issue with the Brett Gardner 3-2 fastball? Now, obviously, if he gets it in where he wanted to get it, he's out. But did you, you know, he was in his Zoom call. I know you were listening, said something about he really wasn't convicted in throwing that heater. He wanted to throw something else. Well, watch the sequence, right? I mean, there were shakes mm. that entire time. And then wasn't there like a head shake from Jano as well? Right before the pitch, too, and he he missed there the execution. Was, yeah. he, he missed. I mean, he missed. Sure. It. Yeah, I, I I think he wanted to go somewhere else <laughs> in that, and then all of a sudden it was basically like, well, all right, let's do this, and are you okay with this? It's so we happen. we uh, according to Charlie Montoyo, Tim, Tim Mesa will be the closer tonight. Uh, we presume Nate Pearson and Julian Merriweather will be available. Nate was warming up yesterday. So we came close to seeing Nate Pearson in a game at Yankee Stadium. Came about a run away from seeing Nate Pearson in a yeah. game at Yankee yeah. Stadium, yeah. I, I, I would say. But uh, you know, talking to Bark about this, now Stripling will probably come up for Saturday's doubleheader. Um, I mean, I'm kind of enjoying seeing the Jays have all these options off the bench now because we're not necessarily used to seeing that. It's always been air on the side of of the bullpen. And I understand the rosters have expanded a little bit, but um, how do you see this ultimately shaking out with the J with the Jays roster? Because Kevin Biggio at some point is probably going to be up here too, right? If Kevin, well, Kevin Biggio is not on the field yet either down in triple a, he did not get on the field. He's not on the field yet either. Oh, So uh, the hope is by the end of this week, maybe tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, uh, from what I was led to believe, all right. But he still has to go through a couple of things. He's been active. He's been on the field. He's been throwing. But remember, it's a left arm injury. Right. So right. I don't think there's a big rush to get Cavan Vigio back up in this roster or on this roster. 
Um, I think as long as things keep rolling, you've got some flexibility. And if you do need a couple of extra left-handed bats, you've got more flexibility later in the ballgame. We've seen Corey Dickerson go out and play center field. We've mm-hmm. seen Randall Gritchick go out there and play center field. Teoscar change corners. Um, whatever necessitates, you know, down the stretch in those final couple of innings. One, to improve your your defense in the outfield, but also then uh, how do you stack up and use matchups in the batting order? Um, I, I just don't see any rush from a position player standpoint unless Josh Palacios somehow gets mm-hmm. healthier. That's another left-handed bat, but he's dealing with a wrist issue. And he's a guy that's got pretty good speed. You know, so could you drop one of those left-handed bats and get a guy that you're more committed to in terms of the future up in the big leagues? Maybe that's the case. Uh, I think pitching right now, though, will reign supreme, and especially around the doubleheader. That's the most important part. You set that up perfectly for me. Who pitches game one of that doubleheader? I think Ross Stripling is going to come up. He got the little tune-up in AAA with Buffalo Mm -hmm. with an inning and a third. It lines him up perfectly, even though it's on technically short rest. It's fine. That was not a taxing. That was a tune-up, basically, in AAA on those rehab assignment. And then Hyunjin Ryu, mm-hmm. I'm told, is going to start game two, which that was that had a lot of question marks around well, it. Well, yeah. A- a- anytime, anytime a pitcher volunteers information <laughs> <clears throat> about an injury, I, I have all sorts of bells that go off. He took himself out of the game. Because, yeah. That, yes, he did. And, and... I've covered enough baseball that, that and I, people out there saying, well, what do you mean? It's it, tr- trust me. There's something about a guy volunteering a forearm issue. And why in it was sep- hurting in September. Yeah. In September that boy, that's, that's a lot of alarm bells off. From uh, it's very worrisome. It's worrisome with the history that yep. we've got with Ryu and the fact that it happened in a game. And yeah, when he comes in here, I think we talked on Tuesday, right? Like, why do you have to dust off the slider all of a sudden in September? Like, why not just keep it rolling? Why are you tinkering with things? Why, yeah. why, why, why? You know, just keep throwing every fifth or sixth day. Well, especially since we're led to believe that he's such a creature of habit, habit and that he's got such a, such a, uh, uh, such a, a programmed approach to things. I, I found that really, that really puzzling. I mean, that, that, that was, that's one of those cases where you'd really like to be in the clubhouse and maybe be able to go to talk to the catcher and maybe talk to somebody else and say, mm-hmm. okay, just kind of what, like, explain this to me. Um, and, and, you know, it's entirely possible that he'd be, he'd be fine, but, but, you know, I'd feel a lot better if he'd Garrett Cole did, said it's my hamstring or something like that as opposed to a forearm. Say <laughs> lie. Yeah. yeah, there are a <laughs> couple of things, like, on the list of things that are worrisome, Shoulder, elbow, forearm. Yeah. Those are the top three. Toe, uh, leg, whatever. We <laughs> yeah, can, yeah. you know, like. Uh, Fall uh, back on the hammy like he did earlier in the season in yeah. in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Right? But uh, anyhow, so as far as we know right now, and yeah, I think everything we're led to believe, Hyunjin Ryu does make that second start. Right. And the Blue Jays are going to have an opportunity to put a guy just in case. With the Thomas addition. Hatch, maybe? And Tommy Hatch is going to come up. Yeah. 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 He's scheduled to start, and this was by design. Uh, with Buffalo having the off day on Monday, they set that rotation up if there was a need in the twin bill to get Hatch okay. to be the so guy. So you ruined available. it for me because now I was all excited about Ryu's going to make his start and he's all healthy, and now you're saying there's a there's no, a, I think of a, still there's make a backup add, plan. 
Well, just there's case. always a plan for there's a plan. Just in case. Always, there's always a. Uh, yeah. and, but that's the thing. You know, you're going to add a guy. But what kind of guy do you add? Do you add Brian Baker back and then option him back? That's a power mm-hmm. right-handed arm, a guy that you already got a little exposure to. You just optioned him back. That would be an easy move yeah. for the Blue Jays. Uh, that's just one example. But the fact that they go after depth, yeah, one can cover depending on which game. And the way I understand it, the Orioles and the Blue Jays have to agree on which game to add the guy, oh, the okay. bonus bonus guy on the on Boy, the roster. If Buck Showalter was running the thing, he'd yeah. be. I know the game know. he'd want to add it on. <laughs> what, what do you think there would be any thought? Again, I, we're playing hypothetical here, and it's two days away. But we also know that Hyunjin Ryu in the past has worked well in extra days rest. Do you think there's any way, any way at all that they just err on the side of caution and say, "Let's go." Hatch, yes, one hundred percent. I do absolutely. Well, you got to feel comfortable. You got to you got to be confident about that. Where they're at in the standings and and how they've been rolling. Well, a lot of a lot of the uh, a, a, confident. A lot of the. I'm I'm just saying though. I. I've, it, but remember, if you do that, that messes with another guy. And Stephen Matz oh, is rolling right, right now that's too. Right. Okay, you're okay. And two guys that are more creatures of habit. And I know we talk about Ryu and like Ray and Matz, yeah. Ray and Matz and Barrios. Right? Yeah, yeah. Barrios out of the equation because. He's throwing tonight. Yeah, I don't want to screw with. I don't want to screw with what's working with Steven right. Matz or Robbie Ray right no, now. No, absolutely I'm, not. It, it goes Robbie Ray, Steven Matz right now, and then Jose Barrios were guys over the last two months that have thrown the yep. ball better than anybody in this rotation right now. And this rotation, by the way, is the reason that the Blue Jays are succeeding. So well, I wouldn't want to tinker with anything. That That is a great point. Mm. We've talked about this. You know, if you had to list the guys one, two, three, four, five right now in order of who you would want in a big game. Three game series. Who, who you getting? I mean, I got it. I got to go Ray, Mats, and Barrios. I just have to. Uh, not, and that's, yeah, Alec Manoa is, I, I thought he scuffled a bit yesterday, but you know what? It, it's just the other three. I, I mean, I, Brios is going to be here next year. Brios is going to be at worst next year, my number two. Or maybe my number one. And Alec Manoa is going to be part of it, too. And Alec Manoa is going to be part of it. So when, when it comes down to the three guys that I want to postseason, Alec Manoa is the rookie. He's the guy that hasn't been here yet. Yep. Everybody else has. Yeah. You you know Robbie Ray's thrown in the postseason. He's logged a ton of innings. He understands a big moment. You know Steven Matz is also. It was early in his career, mm-hmm. but he's been to the postseason mm-hmm. and pitched in some really big ball games, especially on a club that was working their way towards the World Series. Now, Jose Barrios hasn't had a lot of success. That's been a wild card game. It had to right. go against mm-hmm. the New York Mets or the New York Yankees. Um and maybe tonight would be a better indicator because he's matching up against the Yankees yeah. again. Not saying that that's going to be the no, postseason I, matchup, but this is a good little litmus test. It is, mm-hmm. and I I know that his numbers against the Yankees were aren't, haven't been great, but luckily, a lot for whatever reason the the you know I mean Clint Clint Frazier's not playing. He has some decent numbers against some Yankees. I'm looking Gardner's four for ten, Gallo's one for ten, you know, Judge's three for five. So yeah, some decent numbers. Um, Rizzo's two for six, but it it's you know the Yankees is a team have hit two sixty three against them. But that's, remember, this is new Barrios with with the uh, with the knot over your head. Yeah. Uh, you know, not tipping. Now I know he hasn't faced the Yankees this year, but the tipping thing's a big deal. You know, they're looking at tape just like everybody else is. Oh, and the Yankees are some of the best at there, it. There, there you are. go. Yeah. So that that hiding the you know the the glove behind your head when you lift your leg. There's a lot of things going to this new Barrios. One of the things bringing Anthony Rizzo over to that team did is it get got them one of Anthony Rizzo's one of the game's really good, like sign stealers slash guys who can notice. You see him chatting on the bench last night on a couple he, of the camera cutaways. He mm-hmm. he's 
yeah, he is known as a guy who is very, very adept at you talk to go back and do some reading on that Cubs World Series yeah. team. And there was him and David Ross, man, it was like a it was like a college of guys who could who could pick stuff I'm glad up. Glad you guys mentioned him. How do you pitch him? Dude stands right on top of the plate. Where do you pitch him? Rizzo. Tonight I, I try I to go really, in. I don't really think they know. Hmm. No, I'm I think I'm they're trying to add some tonight I go in. Elevated and change ups. Tonight I go in. That's that's where I'd throw him. You're throwing in? No. No. Elevating, maybe up and away, up, middle. I don't I think he's looking to turn and burn. You can see that. That's why he's choked up and trying to just throw barrel at the ball and then adding some track with the change up. That for me, he's looking spinner. He's trying to eliminate the break on the spinner. That's why he's so close to the plate and a little closer to the to the pitcher. I think you got to speed him up, uh, elevate it, and throw the changeup. That might be the one guy then Jose Barrios pitches differently than the rest of this lineup, Maybe. right? I mean, he is fastball and curveball and a lot of curveball. Yeah, it'd be interesting. It's just a, it just looks to me like if for a pitcher, when you see a guy walk to the plate and stand where he stands, where do you throw him? Uh, I should mention this, by the way. Zach Britton, while we're talking about the Yankees, Tommy John surgery. Oh. Uh, in addition to having a bone chip removed from his pitching elbow, so he's going to be out until the end of 2022. You throw that hard and pronate like he does? It's only a matter of time. So, uh, Zach Britton, boy, the Yankees are... And, and we, had John, we had John Sterling on. We were talking about Aroldis Chapman. I, that stunned me last night. 95? That was shocking. I'm sitting here in the studio calling these games, and we get a camera angle of both bullpens. The Yankees' bullpen is off there to my right. Yep. And I see the ball, like, keep flying back at Chapman and he bends over and picks it up. And I'm thinking, is the, is the bullpen catcher this bad? And I pay a little bit more of attention to it because you know, the four hour broadcast. So I might as well watch what's happening in the bullpen. Aroldis Chapman is hitting the back of the concrete wall repeatedly in the bullpen. I thought, well, this ought to be great. And then sure enough, it wasn't an act. He carries the same thing onto the field. I mean, he's a completely different guy right now. Mm -hmm. The velocity is down. He has no command of it. He tried to beat Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with a heater inside last night, and wow, did yeah. that explode. Uh, hey, guess what? We got the text line back. How about that? 590-590. Nice work. Nice work. Uh, Jazz did it. Oh, Jazz is the man. I got to do is reboot it. Yeah. Oh, a lot yeah. of yeah. Well, thank you. Well, uh, thank you. It's like my phone. Oh, yeah, you it's like my do phone. Th- well, can, can I <laughs> just power down? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, 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 ask to hear. Hear. <laughs> okay, Mister 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 Freaking Gates. Why didn't you do it? Because you didn't ask him. Yeah, I didn't. Get out of here, Ben. <laughs> no, just kidding. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, you're the best. How dare you bring knowledge? How dare you bring knowledge? <laughs> Get out of here. We don't want yeah, knowledge. How dare you? Ben Wagner, the uh, radio voice of the Jays. He'll have the call at 7 o'clock as the Jays take on the Yankees. All right, the text line's back, 590-590. I'm going to, uh, well, there's some good text there. I'll be uh, I'll be reading them. There's a couple. The Alejandro Kirk fan club is out in full force again. You're listening to Baseball Central, powered by DoorDash on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Now, back to more Baseball Central on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. All right, welcome back to Baseball Central. 595-90 is the text line. We have texts. 
Ashley from Welland, if the Jays make the playoffs, which I, I love this. We're already playoff roster question. The first playoff roster question. Well done, Ashley. It's a lot better than talking about whether or not they should resign Semyon or Robbie Ray. Sign them both. If the Jays make the playoffs, which outfielders make the playoff roster in your opinion? I mean, uh, the obvious, the obvious ones. Yep. Spr- uh, uh, Springer, Teo. Grichik. Uh, Grichik. Guriel. Guriel. I, do you need, I mean, do you need a fifth one? Or do you take the extra arm in the bullpen? I'd probably say they're taking the extra arm. Dyson would be the only guy that you're, you're pinch running that thing. You're, yeah, well, Springer's not going to be playing in the outfield. Well, he, might, he might by then. That's, no, that's, God, a, that's no. a month from now. No. You think there's a I chance don't know. in hell? I, I don't know. It depends. So then, I mean, I, to me, it's, even, even if, you know, uh, Corey Dickerson I've got, would, be, yeah. would be another one. Yeah, I got to take Dickerson. So so Dyson's probably not on it. Um, unless, can Jake, Jake Lamb, has he played the outfield? I mean, I think you're begging. Yeah. You want your best defensive team on the field. Depends on who's throwing, too. Yeah, having Biggio's around still. I'm sorry? Biggio might be if he's around. <laughs> Well, you never know. The but, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good question, and that it is a good question. Uh, I, I just, I've not heard anybody suggest that they think George Springer is going to be anything but DHing. Well, since you've seen Corey Dickerson play in center field, I'm assuming he's got to be in the mix. So it'd be him, it'd be Randall, it'd be George, it'd be Teo and Lourdes. Hmm. Brandon in Oakville. <laughs> if the Blue Jays make the wild card game and lose, do you consider this season a failure? Yep where they played their home games for a third of the season. Yeah, I'm with you. Their rotation's been unbelievable. Could you have said they've been unbelievable in Dunedin and Buffalo to even have a chance to be where they're at in September? Heck yeah. Yeah, I, I would still be. I still don't think they're all in either. You made, you made a great point about a month ago. Really? You can remember? Yeah, yeah. That, that, Clearly, yeah, I haven't that, made one since. You said you they didn't spend big-time money on a bullpen arm. No, That they will tell you right there that. No, they, they're, I, they're not. They're not all in yet. No, well, yeah. I think no. I I think they, I think they they wanted to be all in in the off season. They spent all their money on Springer, but they spent all their money <laughs> yeah. on on, yeah. on Springer. Yeah, and I'm okay with that because George Springer gives you a six year window. I the, I I just think people sometimes there's a signing out there that makes sense for you long term. And you, you just go ahead and do it. And I think people thought that, boy, they're jumping on George Springer. They're, they're in it right away. Now, George Springer's going to be with them for six years. There, there may not be another George Springer out there. George Springer is a perfect guy for this, for this team. And, um, yeah, if they were all in, I think they would have done more than Kirby Yates. I don't know. You know, we, have, we had Jeff Passan on talking about Liam Hendricks. I don't know if I give Liam Hendricks the length of contract he wanted here. Um, but I think if they were, quote, unquote, let's put it this way. I think there will be a time in the next two years where they will not let term with a pitcher like Liam Hendricks dissuade them. In other words, there will be a time in the next two years where they will do with a reliever what they did with Springer. They'll say, you know what? Okay, fine. It's going to take us an extra year. We're going to get that arm in here. Hmm. And they won't be a, they won't be Kirby Yates and Kirby Yates in the bullpen anymore, and um, and and I, I look around at this team, 
And now that this guy, we're watching Barrios warm up there. I, I think you've got all your pieces here, man. You know what you're missing? Mm. I don't even know if you're missing a catcher now. You've you got to solve third, third base. base. And you got to solve the back end of the bullpen. Yeah. That's it. If you said to me, Jeff, the Jays are coming back next year with the exact same team, plus Ramirez at third. Oh. And a bullpen. No, but what I'm saying, that this same group, I'd be completely happy with. Yeah. There isn't, there isn't a guy out there right now that if they came back with this team, I'd go, oh, God, I don't want to see him. I mean, even the catchers. I'll take two of those three catchers. I, I, I truly will. I mean, I'm raising the white flag in Alejandro Kirk. I'll take two of those. I'll take two of those three catchers. I'll take Kirk and Jansen. I'm, I'm fine with that. Third base has got to be sell, but... Other than that, and I, and Richard, Simber, Romano, Mesa, they got all, they all got spots in my team next yeah. year. Absolutely, they got spots in my team next year. And you had the big arm at the end of the bullpen. Mm. Uh, Steve from St. Thomas. If Shohei is the obvious MVP choice because of his hitting and pitching, why is he not the obvious Cy Young? Because he pitches and hits. Mm. <laughs> I don't see any other pitchers hitting home runs like Shohei. Now that's a really good point, and it is a—it's kind of one of those. I don't know how to call it philosophical baseball yeah, argument. He'll, that's, that's easy for me. He'll it's get a body of work. He'll get yeah. That's I, why. And I think that. Well, and it'll get it. You know, you ask the question. Um, what do you judge? How do you judge Shohei Otani's pitching? Do you judge it as a pitcher? Against other pitchers, or you judge him as a position player who who also pitches it. You would have to judge. It, you'd have to judge it as pitcher against pitcher and body just body of work. I, I'm going to match say, up against a, a Robbie Ray guy. Yeah, I, but I'm I'm going to say this. I think if the if the if the Angels were contending, I think you might see some people try to get a little funky with their voting. Really, if the Angels were contending and Shohei Otani had a little more a little more heft to his mm. pitching numbers. I think you might see people getting cute with it. But it's, uh, I mean, uh, you, you look at what Robbie Ray's doing, and Robbie Ray's doing it for a contending team now. And, and I still believe, I still believe that when you pick postseason awards, unless something happens where a dude hits 400 or a dude hits 60 home runs, when you're picking postseason awards, you go with the guy. I, I, I think it helps the guy's team's in contention. I really do. It's not going to hurt. Because they pay more attention to that guy is what it does. Yeah. Robbie Ray ain't padding his stats in September. No. Robbie Ray's pitching to get his team to the playoffs. He is. Vladdy's not padding his stats in September. Absolutely. Vladdy's hitting. Vladdy's playing to get his team to the playoffs. And I, and conversely, same thing with Garrett Cole. I think it makes a difference to, to, to a lot of, to a lot of guys at the outlier this year is Shohei Otani for MVP. That's just, that's just an outlier. Mm -hmm. That's just an outlier. Um, we got more resigning questions. Blair and Oshawa. Oh, I kind of like this. Does Robbie Ray start game one if we make the playoffs? 1,000%. Now, he may not be able to because they may need him if he actually get that. into that game. Yeah. But if, 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 if all things are equal, yeah, if you can, no, no doubt. If it breaks your way <laughs> yeah. and you can line it up, I... I mean, I agree with what Ben said. I and you know, it, again, it depends matchups, lefty, righty, in some ways. But but not with Ray. Not with Ray. No, who not cares? With Ray. Who cares? And I mean, I, I'm probably looking Ray Barrios 
and Matt. Well, you got, you know, right that, that's the play-in game. So, you, so you're only worried about that one game, and I'm yeah. sure there's going to be some some piggybacking going on there. But it, to start the game, to give me the best chance to win, it's Robbie Ray. See, I think both you and 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 Ben Spark made a great point about tonight's game. And um, if, if 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 Jose Barrios, who was a trade deadline acquisition, comes out here and shoves that up the Yankees, you know what? Yeah. Um, I think that I, there, there's always an element of you got to prove yourself with a new team. Yeah. And if you can do that, especially considering the wobble he had, and he corrected it the last the last start, mm-hmm. but that will say a great deal because the people I, pe- people in this the people in this organization, I'll just say it, people in this organization are aware that there is a chance that next year Jose Barrios is their number one. There's a chance because if you don't re-sign Robbie Ray, you don't have Steven Matz, yeah. uh, Hyunjin Ryu, you know, you'd probably be in the same situation you're right now. There's, there's people in this organization want Jose Barrios to force their hand and sign him to an extension. That's what they want. Yeah, that's what they want because they traded whatever we may think of prospects. They traded a guy that a lot of people consider prospect the top prospect and austin martin mm. and they traded a pitcher that a lot of people like like the the will tell about that exactly but the jays want jose barrios to force their hand and 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 have and 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 sign him to a long-term contract here that that's their perfect world they want that to happen because you've invested so yeah. much in getting that guy ba- back to tonight's game you think joey gallo feels like he's a yankee absolutely not he's basically done nothing as a yankee it's Nothing. weird. It it's weird though. He uh, there, there, there's there's enough for Yankees fans to be sad, dissatisfied with beyond Joey Gallo. You know, there's there's still. I mean, there's he, the whole Glaber Torres thing. He was a little bit of the savior though. He's left-handed in a short porch and right, and he hasn't been using. He, he strikes out half the time. Well, you know, I mean, I, he's hitting I, under above fifty. Keep, like it's. I just keep going back to what I said. I went. There were people in this city that wanted the Jays. So I, Joey, I just don't need Joey Gallo on my team. I, I think Joey Gallo is Joey Gallo's a hood ornament. Joey Gallo is if you've got a real good team and you got money, then you add Joey Gallo to your team. Joey Gallo cannot be one of your focal points. You can't build your team around Joey Gallo. You can't build your team around a guy who's going to strike out a bazillion times, even if he's going to hit a quadrillion home runs. But you just you 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 can't. So when the Yankees made that deal, I'm like, all right, if that's the best the Yankees are going to do, <laughs> I'm fine with it. Rizzo to me make, is, is, was just such a it was an important acquisition because he gives the Yankees something they don't have as a hitter. So you're saying get Rizzo and, and then take a run at a, at a pitcher, which is probably what they should have done. Yeah, and so, I'm sure I'm trying to get two lefties. Joey Gallo, it's like, come on, Joey Gallo is not winning games for you. And Joey Gallo could could get away being Joey Gallo in Texas because there was no pressure on him when he was down there. And say the thing about Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo has been in a in a pressurized situation. Yeah. Uh, we're just three minutes away from. Oh, I'm sorry, three minutes away, more than that. Mm-hmm. We're about uh, a little more than ten minutes away from first pitch in the Bronx. It is not raining. Uh, the teams are getting ready to line up for the national anthem, so that's a good sign. Uh, ben Wagner will have the call of the game. Stay tuned after the game as well for Blue Jays talk. And the boys will take your 
be taking your text lines. We're seeing both uh, Nestor Cortez and Jose Barrios warming up. Yeah, you know what's funny? With this camera angle, you can really see the difference. Yeah. You can really see the difference with, uh, with Barrios, Pete Walker behind him. Uh, ben will have the call. And as we said, there is inclement weather in the area, but it looks right now as if they'll be good to go. They have not, I guess they had batting practice. There's no tarp out in the field. So we should be good to go. If the rain does come in, come in later. And, uh, but it'd be, it'd be nice to get five, five quick, five quick innings and a two, nothing lead, three, nothing lead. Thank you. Yeah. It's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Probably no. We were they'll, they'll wait that out. We are seeing that last night as well. I uh, want to thank uh, the Jays for making Stephen Matz available to us today. want to thank the great John Sterling for yeah. joining us. Ben Wagner as well. That is it for Baseball Central. We'll be back tomorrow from 5 to 7. Get you set for that four-game series against the Baltimore Orioles. Let's see if the Jays can finish off this sweep and find themselves half game out. Half game out of the wild card spot going into a weekend series in Baltimore. Not certain I saw this coming. You're listening to Baseball Central, powered by DoorDash on the Sportsnet Radio Network.